the, there was one year where I competed in back-to-back shows and each competition I placed worse and worse. And mm-hmm. I had judges, I actually had um, some strangers reach out to me and just kind of like, you don't seem like you're yourself on stage, oh. um, you seem low energy, you seem kind of down. Um, and talking to uh, um, some other fitness competitors and they were just like, you, you sound burnt out, you don't sound happy. And that's when I took a real internal look at myself and just realized, mm. A, I'd been dieting too long mm. um, because it was a stretch of like five or six months of competitions and that's a big toll on your system because a, tra- a, a you know bodybuilding figure competitor diet when you're training for a competition is not ideal for mm. healthy sustainable living. Lifestyle. Sustain- it's not. It's not at all. So yeah. I kind of yeah. hit rock bottom and had to um, reassess um, mm. myself and reassess my goals and just kind of be like, hey... Um, you're not competing anymore right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Figure out how to eat without thinking about every single thing. Hey, hey, and welcome back to a Better Way to Heal podcast. This is episode four. My first guest is here to share some things with you. My friend Veronica, who I lovingly. Uh, called V, and she, that's how she's referred to by most. Um, she is a college strength and conditioning coach with a passion for health and wellness. Growing up in Canada, she participated in several sports before settling into track and field. This sport would eventually shape her life and fuel her interest in fitness and nutrition as she sought to improve her athletic physique. During her career as a fitness enthusiast and coach, Veronica has also written fitness and nutrition articles for a variety of publications and strives daily to inspire a healthy, balanced lifestyle for her student-athletes, clients, husband, and children. Her endeavors can be found on her website at www.liviafit.com. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the struggles that she has had, and I'm sure many of you women out there can relate to her body image. She's an athlete. She has an athletic frame, and how it took her a while to find those women that she could look at and say, yep, that's that's what I am. That's what I look like. She talked about doing her bodybuilding shows and how that kind of led into some control issues with food. Struggles with being a busy mom, and also the struggles that she faces as a female in a male-dominated field. Veronica, I'm going to call you V because I'm so used to calling you V. It's yeah. hard for me. To Please say. call me V because I'm not even used to hearing Veronica anymore. So <laughs> I decided to keep it professional. That's for... okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you've had an amazing career in fitness and health. So. Um, tell us, you know, even more about your past and what you're up to these days. Sure. So, um, track athlete in college, all the way through high school, track athlete in college, um, tried to do the professional thing after college. Um, that didn't last too long, (laughs) but, um, after that, when I was trying to find myself, um, when I was working as a personal trainer, one of my coworkers, who was also a trainer, was just like, mm-hmm. he can see, he could tell that I needed to compete at something, that I was just training, but like not knowing what I was training for. Yeah. And so he turned me on to the whole world of bodybuilding. Cool. And, um, you know, 
six months later, I was doing my first figure competition. Nice. So, and I loved it. Like I yeah. never thought that that would be me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the challenge of it. I love the discipline of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for years, um, growing up, I struggled with my own physical appearance and identity. So mm. I saw it as a challenge for myself to finally look the way that um, I had envisioned and wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that kind of propelled me um, just in a more uh, nutrition, fitness-minded um, awareness mm-hmm. and um, really kind of uh, started to um, increase, my, increase my, I always loved fitness, but also really increased my knowledge of nutrition yeah and then just my perspective um of nutrition as well so um I never really stopped personal training I always had clients on the side whatever job I was in yeah and this was just another aspect that um added to my repertoire so to speak (laughs) yeah and doing a show like that you really had to be very honed in on everything yes probably you counted macros you counted calories (laughs) I had a scale at one point I was measuring food so (laughs) so I mean do you um because I know I have my own personal experience with some of that with running but do you did that cause any issue like control issues with your eating yes okay yeah okay um I definitely it you know as great as it was I think revamping my whole diet even when I wasn't training or, mm-hmm. um, for a competition it also um at some point became almost obsessive and I didn't know how to I learned how to get in shape I didn't know how to come out of that and ah. and live um a normal eating mm-hmm. lifestyle um mm-hmm that wasn't as strict as competing. So, um, I, I do remember, um, I was never, I was never huge, but I was never super skinny either. And, um, I finally one time, I don't know how old I was, but maybe around 10 or so saw, um, started watching fit TV, just happened to Mm. be scrolling through the channels and saw some of the women on fit TV. And I'm like, they're super in shape. They're, that's cool. They're thin. They're they look athletic. Mm-hmm. They have muscles, and I'm like, I I remember like looking at myself in the mirror and looking at the TV. I'm like, I have that muscle. I had I looked these. I'm finally oh, finding. You finally found some. Oh, I finally found some, women that yeah. looks like me. So um, That's so great. So, but um, then puberty comes in, and you know, and <laughs> changes everything. Changes everything, <laughs> and even though, even though wow. I was I, at that point, I was successful in soccer and I was a success, a success in track. I still, I still had this image in my head of mm. what a female athlete should look like, mm. and um, and so even though I was in shape and very lean, yeah, I still, you know, I didn't understand in my head that some of those women that I was looking at were like 5'10 and 6'2 and mm-hmm. I'm 5'5, five, 5'6 five, five, at mm-hmm. that point. So um, I didn't have mm-hmm. a healthy image of where my body was and what yeah. I could look like and should look like versus, you know, just some ideal that was out there. So um, one of my very first um, or two of my very first and favorite athletes were um, Florence Griffith Joyner mm. and Jackie Joyner Kersey, who yeah. both were just very lean. Yeah taller than me and just there we had different body types so Mm -hmm. for me to look at I just thought well I'm running track so I should look like them Mm -hmm. and so I didn't Mm -hmm. have anyone to be like no you you're you're your own body type yeah 
that yeah. way. So. And I'm telling you all right now, this chick is super <laughs> tough. Like, the first time I met you, and I was like, you're going to train me? Oh, my God. Like it's, it was just... And I think I was, like, five months pregnant, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, maybe you're pregnant. Oh, my God, you look like that. So awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so helpful for, like, even young girls that might be listening or even, like, I think it's at any age you have this image of this is what I look, should look like at 30 and 40 and whatever, and mm-hmm. it's just to break that mold. Sure. So it's so – thank you for feeling comfortable about talking about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So transitioning yourself into now you're a mom and <laughs> wife and you work full time, like how's that mindset helped you or sure. challenged you through the years? Um, well, I would say with my – after my first pregnancy with my son – it was, everything was, I think, a lot easier in a sense and a lot clearer because mm-hmm. for years, even before I was in a relationship um, with my early clients, I always gravitated to those who were moms who mm-hmm. were looking to get pregnant, who were just coming off of their um, pregnancy. And so I did a lot of research into um, uh, exercise for, you know, pre and post um uh, pregnancy and whatnot. And so that was always something that was super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So when I found out I was pregnant and through my pregnancy and postpartum, I was just like, okay, now's the time to put into, um, oh. put into effect all these things that I've been For telling yourself. other women over the years. So I treated myself like an experiment <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, um, and, uh, That's what so, we do. yeah, you know, <laughs> got a guinea pig, That's you know, right. Here I am. <laughs> and so, um, with, with that first pregnancy, I, um, six months later I was on a beach in a bikini just oh my God. like feeling great and about life. You looked amazing the whole like half, I'm like. Girl, I hope someday if I ever children, I can look like, and yeah, especially after. Holy, I'm like, did you keep your app? What were you doing? Yeah. Where you're at? So, and, awesome. and yeah, and I trained all the way through that pregnancy, and I remember like having a newborn and just doing like baby squats, like in the living room, like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to be able to work out again, you know? And so, so cool. um, that was kind of deceptive for me because when pregnancy came, number two came around, mm-hmm. um, and with pregnancy number one, I didn't start showing until I was five months. Wow. Pregnancy number two, it was like, you know, two days later, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was showing. So, um, and so like that, I still trained through that pregnancy. I don't think I was as regimented Mm -hmm. and because I think I had this idea in my mind, like, oh, I can get it back. Like I can get it back, you know, you know, and, um, it just didn't happen that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't have the energy I had. Your body had already been through it once. Body had been through it once. It was just like, Hey, we can relax for a little while. And nobody warns you of the challenge of, um, Mm -hmm. having a toddler and having a, a a newborn at the same time. I can only imagine. So there was, it took me a long time to balance, um, being a mom, being a wife Mm -hmm. and having a new baby and, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. And taking care of myself in all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it definitely gave me a a new perspective and a better appreciation for a lot of the challenges that a lot of my mom's Hmm. um, mom clients would would talk about yeah for sure yeah you could totally relate to what they're going through Mm -hmm. so like what you know so what are your biggest hurdles now to you know being healthy versus like whether that's working out or the meals that you make the food that you prep whatever it is um for me the the biggest challenge is food. Mm-hmm. Um, I can find time to work out be, with the kids. You're you're up multiple times during the night, so for me to wake up at five in the morning is 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 completely doable. And to go and have that that mm-hmm. 
that hour, hour and a half to be able to go work out. So I, I found a way to work fitness back into my life. Mm. Um, but it was the nutrition component, the meals component that was my biggest struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I put my husband, I put my husband first, and he doesn't have the cleanest diet. <laughs> <laughs> he likes his sweets and yeah. he likes, you know, he has his certain foods that he liked that I don't necessarily would recommend to <laughs> have, you know, multiple times a week. So, yeah. um, and he, you know, so I would, I would, you know, have to keep him in mind when I'm prepping meals and, sure. um, what he's eating is, is really not necessarily what the kids need or want either. Yeah. Um, so then I have to, so then they would come, you know, next in line and quite honestly, the kids actually probably eat the healthiest in the house because yeah. they love fruits, they love veggies, um, and stuff. So I have no excuse because it's right there, but at the same time I have to budget. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, do I make myself a big salad and a bunch of grilled vegetables or do I make sure there's enough for the kids to have for today and lunch mm-hmm. tomorrow? Because if I run out of anything, then I'm going to have to find time to go to the grocery store. So yeah. you know what? I'm not, I'm just going to skip it. Um, give everything to the husband and the kids and then I'll have the scraps later. So mm-hmm. um, that's been my biggest challenge is um, putting me on that list mm-hmm. somewhere um, instead of just leftovers at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but I definitely don't have an excuse. Like I said, because the kids, the kids like the healthier stuff. Yeah. They like grilled chicken. They like spinach. They like, you know, berries and stuff. So, um, it's, it's really the husband that I need to, <laughs> to kind they... of work on a little bit more. Right. And um, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's very common. There's always a challenge. Someone in the household that's a little more of a challenge. Than... Yeah. I remember yeah. you telling me your son loved, used to love like chia seed, like yeah. a mix of seeds. And I thought yeah. that was so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard to to be eating chips when you're when your toddler is eating spinach out the bag. So it's kind of like okay, <laughs> I, love I love that he's, he's the best. Oh. And I think a lot of people can relate to that idea of like you like you said like I'm always telling my clients you got to put yourself first at some point or you can't mm-hmm. be your best self. Sure, absolutely. So it sounds like you can pretty you're yeah. you're experiencing that and trying to find your way for sure. And even even like sometimes I'm in the grocery store. It's you know a lot of times it comes down to dollars and cents and it's mm-hmm. like, I want to buy this other stuff for myself, but I'm the only one in the house that's going to eat it. So economically I need to get something that everybody else mm-hmm. enjoys. So, um, so I kind of, I kind of, you know, kind of have to pick and choose, um, mm-hmm. my diet that way as well. So, so you did a little bit of a compromise. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Compromise seems to be <laughs> my middle name. name. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, like I said, I just, I, I always have these conversations and I know it's, you know, I'm in a different position because I don't have kids. So I can only, you know, if I did, I'd be the same situation. I'd mm-hmm. be like, I have to make sure they're good and putting the money in the right place. So totally can understand that. So, so you're a busy mom. You work full time. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. That. <laughs> oh yeah. We haven't got to that. So tell them a little bit about what you do for your career. Sure. So I'm a strength and conditioning coach um, at Syracuse University, and um, almost 20 years I've uh, been doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, At one point in time, um, I would have anywhere from six to eight teams during the day. I'd be in the weight room 12, sometimes 13 hours a day, mm-hmm. and just train team after team. Um, when I came back off of my... Uh, 
uh, maternity leave with my daughter, I switched to more of a nutrition role. role. Okay. So I oh, still nice. have some teams in the weight room, mm-hmm. um, but um, I run what's called the Grab and Go, which is a fueling station for our Olympic sports athletes. So they can come in and grab meals and snacks throughout the day. Oh, that's great. So I'm helping feed them, and then I have a few teams that I still work with in the weight room. Um, and that's the gist of it. Um, I try to help teams with um, their meal planning for when they travel. Um, individual athletes, if they have general questions, I help guide them in the right direction nutritionally that way. Um, and then, like I said, with my other teams, um, I still have some sports that I work with in the weight room as well. Okay. So that's awesome. So that is super cool. And I think, <laughs> especially being a female, like what challenges do you have? Because it seems like... And I think I read an article that Syracuse is one of the lowest female yeah. populated yeah. in this field. So do you do you get pushback um, being in your position? I get some pushback, not in obvious ways. Mm-hmm. Um, being a strength coach, I never had an issue with um, males or females, um, student-athletes, respecting me, listening oh, to what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I think there was – I think maybe because I looked the part – and because I was a st- I was an athlete through here, <laughs> yeah. um, I had enough credentials. And, you know, when it comes down to it, they just want to be told, you know, what to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I never had an issue from that perspective, um, from um, from other coworkers or just administratively wise. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was there was many times where I had a point or an issue um, or uh, that was that I would verbalize but was never fully addressed or Mm -hmm. never really seen as a major concern and for many years I just kind of you know brushed it aside didn't really think much of it um but um as I started to get further along in my career and then start seeing males bring up the very same points that Mm -hmm. I brought up and get immediate action right away or at least people to listen to them and give them a response Mm -hmm. especially for things that I predicted Mm-hmm. And was kind of shoo-shooed and, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah. And yeah. watching it come to fruition, then people be like, oh, well, how did this happen? How yeah. did nobody see it? And it was kind of like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're like, you had, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so, you had that um, intuition. Yeah, yeah. And so mm-hmm. so there's there's those subtle things that, that happen. And then when that article came out about um, Syracuse having a, such a low um, uh, ratio of women to, to men mm-hmm. uh, for um, uh, coaching jobs across the board, it wasn't really a shocker. Mm. I think the most shocking part was um, how prevalent it was um, throughout NCA. Mm-hmm. And wow. then for Syracuse to be such a big school, you would think that um, they wouldn't be one of the leaders at the bottom. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be past that yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So they've, they've made some changes along the way. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, tr- they're trying, but we've still got a long way to go before we're, we're even close to being. And who's saying that it doesn't have to be completely equal? Yeah. But I think there was definitely some there there's definitely some opportunities along the way where we could have rectified that much sooner mm-hmm. than what we did. So like, yeah, yeah. Whether it was just a denial or they just weren't really thinking about what they were. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a combination of that. Mm-hmm. I think you know. I think sometimes when you don't even 
recognize that there's an issue. Right. I think that's an issue in itself. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So, so hopefully the change continues. I hope so. <laughs> and then it's kind of the same with anybody with their health. It's like once you're aware of like, wait a minute, I can't eat McDonald's every day. <laughs> and be, what? Wait a minute. What? That's a problem? I, I know. <laughs> I, where'd my six pack abs go? I eat my Big Macs every day. I don't understand. So, and I give you so much credit because. All right, people, like, she's not only, like, strong physically, but mentally she has to be super strong. So I want to be able to support you and have people listening, like, find you where you're at on social media or wherever you hang out. So where is a good place or places to find you? Sure. Um, Livia Fit is, um, if you go on Twitter, um, that's my handle. Instagram, same thing, Livia Fit. Um, I have a Facebook page um, that I'm revamping, but is still live and up. And then also my website, liviafit.com. You can find cool. me there. That, too, over the summer is going to be undergoing a lot of change. Nice. So So look for that. But there's some... Um, there's some blog posts on there, um, mm-hmm. different uh, different publications that I've been involved uh, with. So you can find all that there. But Livia Fit, cool, yeah. punch that in, and you'll you'll find me. <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm so thankful that you were willing to do this, be my first guest oh, on my podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I just think the world of you and oh. just like everything you do and just like <laughs> all of that you've accomplished and you continue to do with, you know, your busy, mm-hmm. crazy life. And Ugh. I think it's, it's inspiring to anyone, but especially like other moms out there that maybe were former athletes or used to, you know, train a lot or sure. thinking that they don't have the time to do it. It's just, you know, hearing someone that's actually doing it and succeeding and teaching other people. Like, have you noticed real quick, like the mm-hmm. athletes, when you've, now that you have the nutrition available, have you noticed a difference in these, like how they're oh. performing? And Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. For so many years, it was, there were a lot more complaints of athletes losing steam mm-hmm. in the middle of workouts or just being, just dragging around mm-hmm. here. And Great. especially when they have to go straight from, practice to class or practice to a tutoring session and um, not having any resources on hand to to refuel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's changed the whole demeanor of awesome. um, the athletic department as well. And um, for years when kids were doing their exit interviews, when seniors were leaving, nutrition, having mm. just having food available was number one on everybody's list. And yeah. now that void has been filled. Um, so, uh, and then in coaches, coaches say it all the time that the, a lot of the issues that they dealt with before, mm-hmm. um, aren't even brought up anymore. That's so, awesome. and then just being, just being available, just being here to answer simple questions. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's not very often that I get the kids who really have serious, um, eating or nutrition issues. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the times it's just quick questions like, you know. When can what what should I be eating after practice? Yeah. What can I have for breakfast instead right. of just eggs or cereal? You know what I mean. So just yeah. being on hand and having being a resource for them, mm-hmm. um, I think has gone a long way in this department as well. That's awesome. So you're seeing firsthand that it's not just the workouts; it's the nutrition oh, and fuel. That absolutely, you're, that's awesome. Absolutely. And, and food makes everybody happy too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not hangry anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for oh. being willing to do this and. Everybody, she's a busy mom. She's got to go get her son. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> so thank you so much. And thank, thank you, you, everyone, for tuning in. And I'll see you on the next episode. And until then, be happy and be healthy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, such a great episode. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. 
I hope you loved it as much as I loved recording it. Uh, Veronica V is just such a dear friend of mine. And if you loved it, I would so appreciate if you subscribed to this podcast and also leave a review. That means everything to me. It helps me grow my, this tribe and community. Share it with a friend. Tag me on your Instagram stories. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know that you listen. This is how we grow our tribe, and that is exactly what I want to do. So until the next time, be happy, be healthy, and know there is a better way to heal. Bye.